I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and this is the Friends with Friends podcast, the one where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. And I'm joined by my friend, Vanessa. Hello, I'm Vanessa Martinez, the Friends newbie here, um, learning everything there is to know about Friends. Yes, and this is the 153rd episode, the one with Ross's library book. It's season seven, episode seven, and it premiered November 16th, 2000 with 23.73 million viewers. Vanessa, what happened? So it's a Sex in the City and Friends crossover. Um, Joey dates a girl he doesn't like, but Phoebe and Rachel convince him otherwise. Janice returns to Chandler's life, and Ross gets overprotective of his doctoral dissertation at the university library. Yeah, his doctoral dissertation. Yes. <laughs> so first, let's acknowledge that Sex and the City and Friends was airing right at the same time. They started in 1998. And Friends started in 1994, so, you know, we're already, like, well-established. Mm-hmm. But this is two seasons into Sex and the City when this show aired. So Kristen Davis coming to Friends, I think, was a big deal. It was, like, a good push because, you know, we're in November sweeps. So it was a good push. Be like, oh, she's coming over. But she didn't come over, obviously, as Charlotte. She just came over as um, a love interest for Joey. And the thing to note, too, here... So Sex and City, because I love this show, Sex and City as well. Um, in their show, the ladies come to L.A. to visit L.A. And in Sex and City, there's an episode where Miranda has an old friend that's from New York that she goes and has dinner with. And he's a writer for a hit show of people of people based in um, New York City. And they reference that he's a writer for a hit show like friends. And so I think it's funny that, you know, Sex and City comes to friends, but on Sex and City, Miranda mentions to her date, please, it's unrealistic that, you know, six or that uh, uh, you can live in a huge apartment in New York City, you know, on a, a medium income that, you know, six friends, you know, they meant she mentions that it's like he it's unrealistic. So I think it's cool that they bash it on Sex and City, but then we have a character come into the show obviously not as the character but as an actor you know I, I wonder it. I wonder how Kristen Davis how they chose her to be on the episode do you think it was just because oh there was this new show let's promote it or if like I don't know I wonder just how it happened yeah I don't know either but she does tell here's another note too so um today's show did this whole you know when the 25th anniversary was happening in 2019 they did this whole like look back with um guest stars who were part of friends and so she sat down and spoke at length like a seven minute interview about being a guest star and she said that um she actually knows some of the cast members because of the award circuit because both you know sex city and friends were up for awards at the same time that she actually went and visited the friends set with george clooney um in season one because she was on er for the first couple seasons before she got sex and city she says me and george went and visited the friends set and watched them rehearse for the one with all the poker and she was just so amazed with the chemistry and the like um, how they played off of each other and everything. And so I thought that's cool that she like 
went and visited the friend set because they were filming ER in the same um, in the same studio as them. So uh, probably just a stage across the way. So then now six seasons later, seven seasons later, she comes and guest stars. So I thought that was cool. And she also says, you know, how nervous she was to play, um, to be on the show because it's filmed in front of a live audience. And because you're stepping into this world that it's like, everybody knows each other. They have such a camaraderie, you know, with each other that it's hard as we know from other guest stars that we've spoken to, that it's hard to step into this world and to like fit in. And she said, everybody, was welcoming and the Matt LeBlanc was really welcoming everything like that but she said she was so so nervous because it's a three camera show in front of a live audience where Sex and City is only one camera show and it's just you and the camera you know so I thought that was cool that she acknowledges you know like how cool it was and that um, she's part of this show as well. So good for her because she's on two major shows. <laughs> yes, good for her. And in this um, storyline, so Kristen plays the girl, Erin. Yes. Um, uh, and Joey's not really that into her, but Rachel and Phoebe really like Erin. They spend the day with her. They realize you know, mm. she likes to drink beer. She likes sports. But he's just all not that into her. And he tries breaking up with her and he asks Rachel to do the deed for him. Yeah, and so you see that, you know, she's coming out of the shower First of all, like, so you know that they've already slept together and it's the next day and Rachel's like, he's trying to convince Rachel to do it for him, break up with her. And he's like, and, and, you know, Chandler usually makes pancakes, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't see it going anywhere. He just thinks, you know, it was a dead of a date. Um, and then the girl, Phoebe and Rachel try to make him go out with her without him knowing so at first they all say they're going to go out together and then they say oh we have a birthday party to go to to." and it was well played because they both knew what he was going to ask and they both had their answers pre-planned yeah so that gave the opportunity for uh, joey to go out with aaron so that you know they can he can really see what great of a girl she is but then it's funny how it turns around because after Erin is the one who doesn't see that spark in the relationship and she doesn't see it going anywhere. When at first it was Joey who didn't see it going anywhere. And now Joey yeah. really likes her. Yeah, Joey really likes her. He comes back and he talks about like kids and everything. And she's like, oh my gosh, like they're all excited for him because they haven't seen Joey in a relationship at all, you know? And so aside from like Kathy and, you know, a Chandler and stuff, but um, now she comes back and says, well, I don't see it going anywhere. Can you guys break up with him for me? And I thought that was funny. It's the role reversal. It's like what Joey initially wanted to do with her. And now she's asking the girls to do this with Joey. And so when it comes down to, you know, the girls, Phoebe and Rachel breaking up with Joey for Aaron, like, Joey's bummed about it. And it's sad to see that because it's like he really liked her. So, I mean, that's all we see. That's the last thing we see of Kristen Davis is when she's having that conversation with Rachel and Phoebe in Central Park asking, you know, to break up with Joey for her. So that's it. Short stint, one episode. But I think it was a big push for, you know, sweeps. Yeah, um, it was. I was surprised to see her in there. And I, I kind of, I don't know. They seemed like a good couple, but I guess they, yeah. they didn't you know, fit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. And it was, it was quick, but it was nice to, you know, see somebody else come in, um, and be part of Joey's life. Yeah. And so another storyline that happened was, um, Ross, you know, it's a big deal. He has a doctoral dissertation that was featured in the library and it's a yes. huge deal. Um, I have never written one. <laughs> doctoral dissertation. Say that five times fast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he goes to the library to see where it's placed. Um, and it turns out that it was placed in the hookup aisle where all these couples go and mm-hmm. they have some alone time. 
So he tries to do something about it. And I feel like Ross is always the type of guy who like tries to figure things out and like get things resolved and just. Yeah. He's like a rule follower. Yeah. Yeah, Total rule follower about him finding his book and trying to like, Hey, you need more security in this aisle, you know? Excuse me. Yeah. And you need more security in this aisle. And it's like, we're understaffed anyways. It's just the library. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, but it's funny how he meets one girl in that aisle and she knows about his dissertation. It's and the she's one like, person that checked out her book. The one person. Uh-huh. Yes. And so, of course, he falls for it and then he gets caught um, in that aisle mm-hmm. doing something and, he's not supposed to. And I thought it was funny, too, that when he brings it up to his friends, Joey actually knows about this aisle at his university. <laughs> Chandler and Monica were yes. walking into the aisle. Yeah, well. at the end credit scene, it shows Ross after he was caught. They still allowed him back in, which I was surprised by. But um, at the end credit scene, it shows him like kind of patrolling the aisle, and then Chandler and Monica come in. But also, one thing to note too: David Schwimmer directed this episode. Yes, <laughs> yes, he's so, directed several, like ten episodes. So we, I mean, this isn't the first. This is one of several. So yeah, he directed this episode. Yeah, he had a simple storyline, which makes sense, but he was still in it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he was gone. Yeah, and there were quick scenes, though. It, like, moves a lot faster, like his scenes did. It's a little bit here and there. But let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the return of Janice. I'm so happy to see her in this episode. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So they should talk, it should be named like the return of Janice or something, but I guess you can't ruin it in the episode title. But um, how she returns is that, you know, she's eating at Monica's restaurant and um, somebody wants to come in to talk about the chicken and how it's not cooked right. And then in walks in Janice into the kitchen. And I just thought too, it's like, why is it always the kitchen at Monica's work? That's where, you know, Richard Burke came back and now Janice is back. So then- yeah, they let people back there. I know. It's like normally they went, the chef would come out of the kitchen. It's like a, a hazard. It's slippery. It's wet. It's, you know, things are happening, moving fast. But Janice sees the huge rock on Monica's finger. And um, he t- she tells him that she's engaged. But did you notice that when she's telling her, you know, who she's engaged to, you don't actually see the words and you don't actually see the reaction. You just see Monica coming home and telling Chandler about, you know, running into Janice. Yeah, I noticed that too, but I didn't mm-hmm. think it was bad or anything like that. Like, I think yeah. after that, you just kind of figured out what happened. Yeah, but I mean, like they could have snuck in and oh my God, like they could have snuck that in, well, you know, with they, the reaction. They, didn't she say something? She said, oh my God, did something else though? Like being engaged or no, when she walked in and she saw Monica. Did she? I don't know, but I think it could have been, 
I didn't remember it. See, it could have been a time to remember that. Oh my God. When, you know, she finds out that she's engaged to Chandler. So yeah. So then she comes home and tells, you know, Joey, I mean, she comes home and she tells Chandler that she saw her. And then she tells Chandler that she um, invited her and her boyfriend Clark to dinner. So then Chandler's just like, I don't want to go, you know, to dinner and all that kind of all avoided. So then you see them going to dinner. Well, first then, off, also he she also mentions that she invited Janice to the wedding. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. she says, Oh yeah, we're going to dinner with them on on Saturday night. Oh yeah. And it's just so awkward. It's like I don't want X at the wedding, you know, but yeah. So then they go to dinner and then they're, they're trying hard to disinvite her yeah, and it doesn't work. Her. Yeah. They try <laughs> to tell her, you know, it's a close, it's a small wedding, just close family only. And Janice misunderstood it saying, you know, you guys think of me like family. I'm so judged. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's like, uh, no. And so it was funny too, that the, um, the way that they get out of it is, you know, at first they're like trying to say other things to get out of it. But then finally Monica goes, Oh no, because Chandler still has feelings for you. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. like, Chandler's like, no, but then he realized what she's trying to do. And that worked out because she tried spending the night because I don't know, I forget what reason. They never really oh, because did. Clark no, because at dinner stood her up. Yeah. yeah at so dinner, she, Clark never showed up. So she was like really devastated. And then she goes and visits randomly at Chandler Monica's place. And then like, did they tell her that they were moved in together? I'm not sure. But anyways. And then yeah. that's when she's like, I just really wanted to be with family tonight. And I'm just like, okay. She's just so extreme. She's just like that awkward friend. She's good though. I like seeing her in this episode. But it's funny how she ends the scene, you know, hugging Chandler. She says, if it doesn't work out, you know, call me. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't she like slap his butt a little bit too? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so cute. I was like, okay. If he goes down the pooper or whatever, call me and, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Did you notice in this episode that Rachel cut her hair? Yes. That was the first thing I noticed. It's like, okay, she's done filming that rock star movie. I guess she chopped her hair off. It's just, I just, it's so like quick because she went from long hair and then to short hair. I know. So quickly. But and she nobody had acknowledged ex- it. Yeah. And she had extensions on for sure for the long hair because you could totally tell. No, oh, totally. And I don't know how I feel about her short hair. I mean, it, she created a trend with her hairstyles. So mm-hmm. everyone really liked it. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I think I just always see Rachel or Jennifer Aniston with her signature um, shoulder length hair. Shoulder length. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't mind it. But um, I liked So I think also this was a big push for sweeps with, you know, Kristen Davis coming in from Sex and City and Janice coming back. So I thought this was like a big episode for like these guest stars, but it didn't necessarily move anything forward. Not really, but it was nice. It was, it was whatevs, but it was, it was nice to see other faces. And of course, Janice is always an amazing comeback. <laughs> yes, of course. Did you have any favorite lines? I didn't. Um, no, I didn't have any favorite lines either. I just liked, you know, seeing Sex and City. I like seeing Charlotte, you know, as part of Friends. And so that's it. Coming up in the next episode of Friends with Friends, Ross tries to name all 50 states and Phoebe sneaks a dog into Monica and Chandler's apartment. Subscribe, give us five-star ratings, and leave nice comments. It's the Thanksgiving episode, the next episode. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram on Friends with Friends Podcast. All right, see you later. Bye.